Hello, my name is Pastor Carlo. I want to take this opportunity to thank Pastor Preji and his lovely wife, Pastor Rashmi, for this opportunity to talk to you all. I also want to thank my spiritual parents, Prophet Shaiju Matthew and Prophetess Tini Matthews. Without them, believe me when I tell you that I wouldn't be speaking to you right now. I also want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for His grace and His work of salvation. He has completely changed my life. Today I want to speak to you about prayer. Prayer is an opportunity to speak with our Creator, with our God, with our Abba Father. You know, the more we spend time with someone, the more we become like that person. God is inviting us to spend time with Him so that we can become more like Him. You know, He said, be holy for I am holy. You know, the first time he said that, he said it to Moses. Moses, a man who left the crowds to spend time with the Lord. You know, he took upon himself to separate himself from the crowds so that he would spend day and night with the Lord. What's interesting is that he didn't take care of his own welfare. He didn't bring food, he didn't bring water. He didn't know how long this conversation was going to take place. But, you know, the time where he was conversing with the Lord, he was in prayer, he was being transformed. He didn't notice it right away. But when he came down the mountain, people noticed that something has taken place. Some change has taken place. They asked him to cover up that glow. They were not ready for the encounter that Moses had with the Lord. You know, that glow is not available for today. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 7 and 9. But if the ministration of death, written and engraved in stone, was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses, for the glory of his countenance, which glory was to be done away. How shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? For if the ministration of condemnation be glory, much more does the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory. So the glory that we have access to now by the Spirit of the Lord is much greater than what Moses had. How much time shall we spend with the Lord? Or rather, how much time does God want us to spend with Him? Let us go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 and 18. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You see, rejoicing is connected with prayer. In fact, what is the opposite of rejoicing? Is sadness, heaviness. Let us go to the book of Isaiah, chapter 61, verse 3. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he might be glorified. 
Jesus made that statement pointing to himself because the Spirit of the Lord was upon him. Now he came to deliver those who were bound, to set them free, those who had a heavy spirit, so that they would be given a garment of praise. Now, I believe that you can be delivered with your first encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. But I also believe to stay delivered, we must stay in connection with the author of life. Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So God is saying that conformity in this world, this world which is in, an, under the influence of another kingdom who is in direct violation with his kingdom, is not acceptable. In fact, as he's discouraging one thing, as he is discouraging you to conform to this world, he is encouraging you to be transformed. Transformed in this verse actually means metamorphosis, a complete change, no longer in the same nature where he found you, but to be completely transformed. Another uh, word you can use in the Greek is to be transfigured. I wonder where we heard that word before. Do you remember the Mount of Transfiguration where Jesus brought up his disciples? He brought them up to pray with them. And they witnessed him being completely transformed, where his face shone like the sun, where even his clothes were changed. You know, we look at Jesus and we look at his ministry on earth, and we remember that he was a man of prayer. Oftentimes, he left the crowds to be with the Lord, to go in prayer. He distanced himself. He was sanctified. He consecrated himself to the Lord. Now we remember this time where he leaves the crowds and we look on our own lives. Yeah, we might not be able to always be with crowds, but there is a way in today's technology to keep you always connected to the crowds, whether it be social media, whether it be text messages, emails, and the list goes on and on as we are being bombarded day in and day out. But we have to make a conscious decision. If the scriptures say to pray without ceasing, and yet the world is bombarding us, the crowds are gathering, we need to make that conscious decision to separate ourselves from the crowd and to go and pray. As Jesus said, pray even though no one sees you. Don't pray that everyone would see you, but separate yourself. Go into that room and shut the door behind you. In other words, there are moments where we need to isolate ourselves just to be with the Lord. People of God, God sent them to show us how we must conduct ourselves. If He be the first fruits and we be the fruits to follow, we must walk like Jesus walked. We must talk like Jesus talked. For example, in 1 John chapter 2, verse 6, I'll be reading from the Amplified Version. Whoever says he abides in him ought, as a personal debt, 
to walk and conduct himself in the same way in which he walked and conducted himself. This is achieved by prayer. To quote my spiritual father, Prophet Shaiju Matthew, in his book, His Nearness, I quote, A dialogue in prayer naturally flows from a close relationship and intimate fellowship in a deep friendship which we develop daily and intentionally with our helper, the Holy Spirit. Prayer does not have a start time because it never finishes. It does not have a set place because conversations happen in the unseen. It does not use flowery images and quote a hundred verses because prayer is not limited to elegance of our words. It must instead be an overflow of our intimate relationship with the lover of our soul. We weren't given access to his throne room of grace so that we can file a complaint with the men upstairs. Rather, he gave us the opportunity to love on him, to love on the one who first loved us. Let us take now Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us unto an adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Do you see that? Before we were born, before your parents were born, before Abraham was even chosen, that he knew you before the foundations of the world. He chose you. He knew you before you knew him. He loved you before you loved him. This is our opportunity now to connect with the lover of our soul. Do you see the importance of prayer? Prayer is communicating with the Lord. He opened up the lines for us so that we can reach out to him. It has to be more than just a list of commands or a list of demands, I must say, but that it is to love on him. Prayer is more than just a list of demands. For us to pray without ceasing, prayer has to shift from mere human vocabulary to the power of the Holy Spirit of unbroken communication with God. God wants to raise an intelligent bride, one who is aware of seasons and times, one who will be aware of the enemy's schemes, one whose lamp will be filled with oil, a church who will be filled with the Holy Spirit. You cannot be filled with the Holy Spirit without prayer, and you cannot know the schemes of the enemy if we disconnect with God from prayer. When Jesus went to the Father in the Garden of Gethsemane, just before the day that he was going to be crucified, he warned his disciples to watch and pray with him. Do you see the connection? That Jesus said that praying and watching were together. He told them to pray that they may not fall into temptation. In fact, just before that, Jesus had prophesied that Peter would deny Christ. And as he instructed them, what did they do? They end up sleeping as the spirit was willing, but the flesh was weak. As Jesus woke up his disciples, they went back to sleep. They didn't have it in them 
to stay in prayer. What happened next was that they fell into that temptation. As the Roman soldiers took away Christ, they ran away. Only one that followed at a distance so that he wouldn't be caught. In fact, when the woman asked Peter, are you not one with him? Do you not belong to Christ? And Peter denied him. Peter denied him, even though it was prophesied. Yet, Jesus gave the instructions to his disciples to watch and pray so that they may not be falling into temptation. This is a warning that when we are not following instructions, when we are not spending time with the Lord, we are leaving ourselves vulnerable to the enemy. We are leaving ourselves vulnerable to this world, to the kingdom of darkness. We are children of the light. We must be connected to the author of life, to the source of life. As we grow closer to the Lord, as the scripture says that He is an all-consuming fire, and as we go closer to that fire, may we be glowing with His glory. May we be glowing for in this world, in this generation, as we read in the scriptures, as I stated before, the scripture says that the old glory is gone, the one that brought death, but the glory of the Spirit that is the ministry of righteousness, His righteousness that is upon us. So people of God, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to spend time with prayer. I want to encourage you to break away, to break free from the crowds, those who are distracting you. Be aware, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. People of God, God is calling us to be transformed more and more into His glory. As the scripture says, we are going from glory to glory into His image, like Christ Jesus. This is an opportunity for our generation, for this world, to see Christians. Christ-like. That's what the word means. It means to be Christ-like. Not that you can be partaking in a denomination or a religious ceremony or even a church, but that we can be connected in one accord as the bride of Christ to glorify God, to be in the power of the Holy Spirit, and to walk as Jesus walked, to talk like Jesus talked. People of God, the more time we spend with God, the more we be transformed into His likeness and image. I pray that this message finds you well. I pray that this message will challenge you and it will draw you closer to the Father through the Son and in the power of the Holy Ghost. God bless you all.